everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl Podcast. My name is Sabrina. Welcome back to the podcast if you are a regular listener and welcome to the show if you are brand new. Just so you know, this week we are talking about focus on these things. That is the title for this week and today's topic will be being productive. But before we jump right into that, I just want to tell you happy Tuesday. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. And if your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end, I hope that it's going really, really well. If you're having a hard time, I always spend two minutes talking about the five minute reset which is to take at least five minutes of your time to be alone and to take a break from all your burdens, your problems, your issues, anything that you are currently dealing with. Also take the time to problem solve any issues that are causing um, big like differences between other people or just bringing you lots of stress or just problems that need to be solved. You can, you can spend some time problem solving and go back for the resolution to be able to get over that issue and move on. Um, but also, I always encourage everyone to just realize that the five-minute reset is for you to actually reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there so that you're able to leave behind the things that were causing you stress, that were overwhelming you, that were such a burden to you, and so you can move on and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I also encourage everyone to create a list of at least four things that you are grateful for. Those can be big things, small things, medium-sized things. Um, you can literally be grateful for anything. It doesn't have to be grandiose things of like being grateful that you were, you were blessed with another day or that you have food in your belly and you have money in your bank account. Like, believe me, all of those things are worthy of being grateful for and you can have those things on your list. But what I'm telling you is it doesn't always have to be those things. You know, you can be grateful for being able to have a yummy dessert at dinner tonight. You can be grateful for um, having extra time to work on your self-tan. You can have ex- you can be grateful for being able to take a nap during your lunch hour from work or you can be grateful for being able to take a day off of work to, you know, have your own mental health day, to just get some crap done or sleep in, whatever you want. So yeah, just make sure you curate a list of at least four things. And then last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive about the rest of your day, because hopefully with creating that amazing, great, uh, gratuity, uh, gratuity, um, that that list of things that you're grateful for, wow, um, it'll help to shift your mindset and change your perspective to realize that you still have amazing, wonderful blessings happening in your life and not to diminish what you're going through, but it's so much easier to get through those hard times if you focus in on the positive blessings that you have. Um, however, I do hope on this Tuesday that you're having a fantastic day. And again, like I said at the top of the show, um, this week we are talking about focus on these things. Um, I am just going over five different things this week that I think are actually worthy of spending your time and your focus on and really actually working hard to uh, master and um, make work well in your everyday life. And then today, Tuesday specifically, we're going to be talking about being productive. Um, So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Today we're going to chat about focusing on being more productive because it's something better to focus your time and energy on than worrying about getting everything done. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person that 
worries about being able to get everything done. I'm constantly running through a list of things that I need to get done every single day and then trying to figure out how bad or how um, affected it will be if I have to push things back or if I have to um, recruit help, if that's even possible, you know, all of those things. So I um, I do struggle with that and I have found so many different ways that have helped me become more productive but also just to help me keep it all together. And I wanted to kind of share some of those um, tips and steps with you. And just so you know that, um, you know, just the same as yesterday, I will be sharing multiple steps that will help you become more productive in your everyday life. And this is not a conclusive list at all whatsoever. It's just the ones that I thought would be the most helpful for this episode. I also don't think this episode is going to be as long as yesterday, but we will see. So uh, step number one is to know your highest focus time and do as much as possible then. So what I mean by that is there is a time in, in, in your day where you find yourself to be most productive. And I encourage you to really hone in on that time, whether it's in the morning, like right when you wake up or maybe it's after lunchtime or maybe it's after work or maybe it's like an hour before bed where you just feel like you have so much energy you are ready to get lots of chores and little minimal tasks and whatever needs to get done you're willing and ready to get it done at that time so I would capitalize on those times where you are ready to go or maybe there's multiple things for you so maybe you know for me I like to get a lot of things done like right before bed which I think is kind of crazy because I feel like I ramp myself up right before bed but it it actually calms me and makes me feel very productive but I also feel that same way um, generally in the morning once I get going I'm like okay yeah let's get this stuff done so um, maybe you have multiple times of the day multiple times of the day just like me and I would just make sure that you actually hone in on those times use those times to get as much as you can done knowing that you'll be the most productive at those um, time periods in the day Step two is to create systems that allow you to multitask. So let me just preface this by saying that there are several articles that I read and, you know, one article was talking about how multitasking is great because if you're able to do more than one thing at once, it's, it does cut back on time spent in general and getting more things done in a shorter amount of time. But also I read an article that talked about how um, everyone should stop multitasking and um, use all your energy to focus in on one thing so you can get that one thing come completed and then move on to the next and while um not multitasking and putting all your focus into one thing is real is good and well and I don't necessarily disagree with that I do think that multitasking has its time and place because it's not as though I would suggest you doing you multitask like really big projects you know um I would I would multitask um maybe like some sort of chore so let's say that you have a sink full of dishes but you also need to vacuum and you need to mop and you need to wipe down the counters and you need to just do all kinds of stuff well for me what I would do is if I have a sink full of dishes, I'm going to um, fill the sink with water and let them all soak in like hot water while I go ahead and wipe off all the counters because at least then I can wipe off all the counters. I don't have to be afraid of wiping anything on the ground because I haven't even vacuumed yet. So I would do that, but also it gives you the opportunity to just make sure everything is in the sink that needs to get washed. And then I would go ahead and vacuum um, and spend that time just doing a quick vacuum 
and then come back to the dishwasher and um, load the dishwasher up and it'll be much easier to scrub those plates because they've already been soaking in the water and then after that after you've loaded it then you can spray the sink with some disinfectant and let that sit while you mop the floor really quick if you're just going to do a quick mop if you're going to do a deep clean mop then maybe you want to do it in different order and then after that you can come back and scrub the sink and then rinse it and then you're good to go like you've you're able to overlap things so you know my version of multitasking is over is more or less like overlapping things doing multiple things at the same time it's kind of like if you um, wear makeup where you are you put your moisturizer on and you want to let it sink in for a little bit but while you're doing that maybe Maybe you will tightline your eyes or maybe you'll do um, your your eye makeup or maybe you, you will go and find what kind of clothes you're going to wear or jewelry that you're going to wear that day or kind of get started on getting your hair done and whatever else. It's like you're just overlapping things that you're continually doing so that you can be more productive and save time as opposed to doing every single thing one by one, which can really help if you are focusing on really big projects. Like let's say that you you are studying for like a really big test and you have multiple tests. I wouldn't say that you want to study for one for five minutes or 10 minutes and then switch to another and then switch to another. Sure, you want to give those things or each their own focus, like study for each thing for like an hour or maybe you have like spreadsheets that you need to fill in. I would say you want to focus and hone in on those things for a certain amount of time and then go to the next one. So yes, I, I prefer... The multitasking method, overlapping um, tasks that you can do that will allow you to do multiple things at once. Um, so, you know, make your own decision about it. I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm just telling you my opinion based on research and my own personal experience. Step three is to, oh, oh, also back on step two. I'm sorry. So, when I said create systems that allow you to multitask, also it's important to create systems in general. So a system that I can immediately think about in my home is um, when I when I am cleaning up downstairs and we have like a, a, a two-story home and when we lived in our ranch home, this wasn't necessarily a thing. It kind of was. I'll explain that in a second. So if I'm cleaning up downstairs and I discover a whole bunch of stuff that actually belongs upstairs, I will put it on the stairs to go up and then if I'm upstairs cleaning and I find something that needs to go down I will put it either on the um, railing or banister or put it on the top step knowing that it needs to go down and everyone in my house kind of knows that's what that means it's a system that I created. Um, also in my house, we have a section where, you know, you go through the mail and you put it in a certain spot. That's a system that we created so that when you're going around looking for the mail, you're not looking in multiple places, just things like that. Um, and if you don't live in a multi-level home and you want to kind of have a system like that where you bring things to one from one part of the house to another, then you can just institute um, having like a little basket maybe at the beginning of the hallway so that when you go cross from the living room to the hallway to go to the bedrooms or bathrooms or whatever you can just fill that basket and then maybe uh and then take that with you just to, to disperse and then maybe if things need to come out of the bedrooms in the hallway and wherever that is into the living room or wherever um and I'm just thinking about the floor plan of my house like however it works for you you can do it have a basket there so don't have them next to each other obviously have them far apart so that depending upon what direction things need to go in the house you're able to do that and that creates a system of putting things all in one place and then being able to disperse them much quicker and easier that way okay so now step 
three is breaking um, break tasks down into smaller tasks. So this can be super helpful if you feel very overwhelmed with things that you need to get done and you don't feel like you're being very productive because you feel like the task is taking too long, you feel like it's taking um, so much of your mental capacity and you're getting easily distracted. Um, it's much better for you to break the task down into different pieces because then you're able to focus on that one part of it, then take a break and then come back and then take a break and then come back. And you might not think that taking breaks are actually productive, but they are because they give your mind an actual break. They give you time away to think about something else. You know, you're not just um, so heartily focused in on that one thing that you kind of burn out just even like the teeniest bit. So you need those breaks to like relax those muscles and then come back with maybe like a fresh mind even if it's just a quick five or ten minute break and then go back into it also breaking down really big tasks allows for you to have help and assistance come and um, help you out you know maybe you're like okay I'm going to break this down to five pieces and this person can easily handle this thing and someone else can handle that and that leaves me with only three as opposed to five and it kind of lessens the load and I probably could be a lot more productive and we can all get it done within a, a much better amount of time than you originally would. So I encourage you to really think about if you can break down really big tasks into smaller ones. And you know, a really generic um, example of this would be, you know, if you need to clean your whole house right before a holiday, like before Thanksgiving, don't think about cleaning your whole house. Think about cleaning your house room by room. And then then maybe you're like, but Sabrina, my living room and my kitchen is so big. Okay, that's fine. Then think of it by section by section. So let's say, think of it like, uh, you have to clean the counters and then you need to clean the appliances and then you need to do the dishes and then you need to do the floors and those kind of things. So just break them down into different, even smaller projects so they're easier to manage in your brain and actually manage physically doing it. And again, it allows you to be able to delegate some tasks to other people to help out, uh, to help you out. Okay, so number step number four is to have backup plans. So let's say that you had a plan and you were planning on accomplishing some sort of project in some sort of way and then those plans fell through. Having a backup plan will allow you just to kind of almost shift right into that if it is that easy and you will be able to just continue on with the work. Now, I understand that there is a thin line here that if you suffer from anxiety and stress and you um, have a tendency to over worry or um, come up with like 20 million backup plans because you, you fear the uncertainty of life and you're so anxious about what's to happen. There is a thin line there. So I do not want you to find this to be an excuse for you to just continually worry about things and always coming up with backup plans, um, what you would qualify as backup plan. You're just coming up with one and maybe two at the max. You're not coming up with 20. You need to be able to realize like, okay, if this goes wrong, we'll do this and then maybe this, and then after that, we'll just need to take a step back and take a break and change our perspective on what needs to happen and get, recruit help maybe and figure out a different way. Because you don't want to stress your out, just stress yourself out to the point with creating so many plans because you're anticipating something going wrong at that point. And you know, as some people might think, you might even manifest that, that negative thing happening. And I'm not saying that necessarily is true, but it could happen. And I just want to encourage you to realize where that boundary line is of, just coming up with a couple things that are backup plans. It's like, it's as if you, you know, in the back of your mind, even though you don't 
take the real time to think of it but it's like okay I'm gonna make steak and potatoes for dinner and then all of a sudden something goes wrong with the grill and then the steaks are burnt and so instead you're gonna you have some chicken in the freezer because you stock up on extra things and you're able to defrost those and make that instead for dinner you know it's a it's a simple backup plan that'll help you just continue to flow into what you were doing and accomplish the task in general and then again I would say if you've exhausted two backup plans you need to take a break and figure out what is going wrong and what else you need to do um, by re-strategizing not just continually burning through so many plans because of worry. Step number five is to stop saying yes to everything. So just like yesterday, talking about boundaries, again, it's important for you to realize that you do not have to say yes to everything. A lot of us have this deep-seated need, whether you can acknowledge it or not, that we want to be liked and we want to help people out. We want to be there for people, especially if a lot of people have been there for us. But we all need to recognize where our boundaries lie and we need to respect those, even of ourselves. I feel like even more of ourselves than other people because I feel like a lot of us will respect the boundaries boundaries of others but for ourselves we'll just let it loose so we need to stop saying yes to everything stop agreeing to help everyone out stop like um saying yes to being that person that's always available because you need your boundaries and you will not be able to be productive and get everything you need done if you're constantly saying yes to everyone else and helping them get everything done you know um and i'm not saying that there are that you should never say yes but i'm saying you should really evaluate every single time whether saying yes will be worth it and whether it will totally mess up your product productivity and whether they actually need it or if they're just leaning on you too much step number six is to turn off phone notifications i just thought this was such a good one because i get distracted so easily and then other times I don't it just depends on what kind of work mode I'm in but a lot of times I can get distracted so easily so if my phone buzzes and I have certain notifications for certain things I'll be like oh my gosh like what's going on and then you think you're only going to check for like a 30 seconds and then you actually go into the app and you're looking and then all of a sudden five or ten minutes has passed and then you've wasted this time and you are no longer productive so I would say this is actually the reason why I turned off notif- like well one of the reasons there are other reasons but one of the reasons I turned off notifications for Twitter it's not that I don't like Twitter and I still pop on there but the notifications were driving me crazy and I literally was just like so distracted and there's other notifications that I've had to just like pause uh, because they just get me all caught up and I'm trying to work and you know I need my phone for some things for work and so it's like I can't just totally get rid of it but I also need to um, create a way for me to be disciplined and not constantly being on my phone so if you also struggle with that and it's okay if you do You may not want to admit it out loud, but it's okay if you do. Just turn off the notifications. It's super easy. It's not like I'm not saying you have to delete the app and all of that. If you want to, go ahead. But if you just turn off the notifications and then like set certain times in the day where you're actually going to go into the app and check, you can still enjoy it. Just not every single second that something happens. And step number seven, which is the last step for today, um, 
And if you didn't know this, you know, yesterday was eight steps, today was seven, tomorrow might be six or 10. I don't know. I don't set myself a certain number because then it doesn't force me to like come up with things that maybe I don't agree with or that's just like filler, just so you know. But step number seven, our last one today is track how you spend your time. So, you know, all of the tips that I gave you in the steps I think are great and anything else that you can go online and research will also be helpful. But I think one of the most helpful things for you to do is to track how you spend your time, you know, figure out um, how much time you're spending doing doing your morning routine, whether it's an actual routine or not, just things that you're doing and uh, track how you're spending your time while you're working and maybe how often you feel like you're getting distracted or, you know, um, how often you feel like you're needing to take breaks and or feeling frustrated and um, or like what you do after work and how much time you actually provide to yourself to care for yourself and relax and then other times to do chores and do all the things around the house that you have to do, you feel like you need to do. So I would take some time to really evaluate how much time you're spending in each area of your life and figure out if you can tighten it up a little bit. Can you ask for help? Can you delegate tasks? Can you figure out a different way for you to get those same things done, but maybe not by you or maybe by you, but with some shortcuts and some quicker ways so that you're more efficient and productive. So I would, that's going to take some time for you to evaluate and actually, you know, shift your perspective a little bit. Um, but I encourage every single person to do it. Even if you feel like you're super productive, it might be a little bit eye-opening to realize that you can tighten it up in just a few areas. So, okay, you guys, well, thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. I really appreciate you coming back or joining me for the first time. I hope that you really enjoyed it and I hope that you come back for tomorrow and the rest of this week's episodes talking about things that you should actually focus on. Um, Check the description box for notes for the show and where you can find me on Instagram and my email address for any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, comments, uh, topic suggestions, feedback, or just to say, hey, hi, and hello. Um, Until next time, have a good one and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.